Professional Friends, where we discuss wonderful ideas for terrible TV shows. Exactly right. With your hosts, with your host Daniel Manane and Nick, and that is (laughs) perfect. Perfectly synchronized. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome to episode three. Yes, a biggie. What the the biggest obstacle. In every podcast's history, is always the third episode, and ours has been no exception. Where this is now our third attempt to record this particular episode, um, I don't mind parting the kimono on this. Where, <laughs> where it has uh, definitely the first time. I mean, we recorded a huge, excellent, perfectly, uh, you know, well established episode, and then it um, my recording oh. software just fucked up. So. What do we do? We we take zany ideas that are probably never going to get made into TV shows and we flesh them out into fully-fledged um, show Bibles, almost. At, at the very yeah. least, you know, uh, what are the kind of basic tenets of this show that, that you would have to pitch if you walked into a room with a TV executive? Right. You know, and we, we're trying to get to 100 television show... Ideas is the mm-hmm. is the goal, and uh, part of pitching for those television shows, I guess you want to know what the synopsis is, maybe a possible episode breakdown, maybe some actors that you think could be yeah. playing these roles. Who's it for? Who's going to buy it? And most importantly, what's going to stop it from getting made? Mm, there's always one. There is always one. Um, so it's your turn to kick off, right? Right. So let's start off with idea number one. Opposite day. Great. Sarah Beasley, family woman, lives in an oppressive relationship with a domineering partner. Life is tough. She has to do all the domestic chores, and her husband is a real (laughs) a-hole. She works in a dead-end job, and her boss treats her like shit. Sarah doesn't have the energy or the ability to stand up for herself. But one day, she bangs her head real hard. And she wakes up, and everything is a little different. Her husband is cooking breakfast. The kids are fearful of her. She's the boss at work. Not only that, but there are some other inconsistencies, like no means yes, salt means sugar, and white people are the oppressed minority. The next day, when Sarah wakes up, everything has returned to normal. A week goes by, and Sarah has passed it off as some crazy dream. But then she wakes up and it's opposite day again. Eventually she learns that once a week it's opposite day. And Sarah can take her opposite. Can Sarah take her opposite day and make it her normal day? The not up opposite day? It What's will. the opposite of opposite? <laughs> the point is it's opposite day. Opposite day. This is a goodie. This is a it's a liberating idea, I think, because you You've built in, like, you get to explore all the normal things by presenting the kind of subverted version of them, right? Exactly. I think that's yeah. what I'm really excited about. And, and I think it's it's always, uh, like, an injustice, inconsistency, and unbalance mm. of power mm. becomes starkingly more obvious when you present the opposite situation. You know, because yeah. you're so used to the normal. It's like she has to, like, do all the cooking, Mm. all the cleaning and gets treated like shit. And because that's so common, 
Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when you see the opposite, you're like, fucking what? Yeah. And that, yeah. And so that's, yeah, I think it'll be quite a, uh, yeah, interesting Um, thing to see. Yeah. I I really, I really like that as a tool to explore the world around us. Um, Okay. I want, I want to get back to that. But first, I want to like flesh out. So, okay. She hits her head. Um, I mean, full disclosure, we have talked about this before, but kind of by virtue of it being so long ago, I've <laughs> forgotten what we talked about. Um, she hits her head and is, does this universe actually exist? Is this like a parallel universe thing? Is it all in her, is it all in her head? Is it kind of a she woke up at the end thing? But I think that it's it's a parallel universe that she yep. slips into. So it's it's not that the world is truly different and then the next day everyone kind of remembers that it was different. Mm, mm, it's yeah. it's that almost like she is just not in her world for Wednesday. Every yep. Wednesday she just wakes up and she's just everything is the opposite and then when it comes to Thursday everything's back to normal and no one really remembers what happened on Wednesday. Yeah. And so then, of course, she's going to want to... I mean, that's a wake-up call to her, right? So she's she realizes she can be treated well at work and she can be ambitious and, you know, put right. herself uh, th- first sometimes. There's, so there's this, this psychological uh, phenomenon called learned helplessness. Hmm. Teach me. Which is... Teach. Uh, which is... It's... So I mean they've 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 just it ha- it happens in people they've displayed it in in the best examples like with dogs mm-hmm. and and that is uh, if you restrain a dog and you zap it keep in mind you can't do these things really anymore but if you zap in a dog west. and restrain it fucking yeah, west in the west <laughs> I mean you can do whatever you in want in the west can't do anything anymore go ahead. Can't touch your animals anymore. <laughs> in give the West. A fucking LSD to an elephant in the West. In the West. <laughs> Unless you're willing to shoot its head. Um, so these, uh, yeah, so there's dogs. You restrain them and you zap the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And then you, then you take off its, and then with another dog, you zap it, but it's not restrained. And so the dog that's not restrained and you zap it, it runs away. Uh-huh. Now, if you take the collar off the dog that you had been restraining and zapping mm-hmm. and then you go to zap it, instead of running away, it'll cower and like turn on its back mm. because it's learned to be helpless. It's learned that there's no viable alternative to its existence. And, and that happens with people and like jobs. It's like when basically they learn, they think they've that their life can't be any different and therefore they just are uh, they become helpless because mm. they don't think that there's any viable alternative is there like i mean what's the theory for for say take a person i mean i i'm sure there's been plenty of research into this but I, and i don't know about it but is is the theory that you know if you're in a domestic you know violence partnership or you're at work and you're treated like shit in some factory i mean and this learned helplessness kicks in is the theory that it's just that you um, value yourself? You get you get taught that you're so valueless, or is it that you get taught to rely on the other person, or is it that you kind of get just generally taught that the world has n- like no goodness in it? So why not just give up? Yeah, or you know, all of them. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely around. Um, but I'm sure. I'm sure. I think I've, I've, certainly a big part of like learned helplessness is just basically you don't think there is an alternative to mm. how your life is yeah. and, and whether that stems from uh, 
fear or yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but. Just being crushed and, and by the what, system. And I I don't know that that's always the reason why people kind of stay in in terrible situations. Mm. I don't know if that's like totally the reason, but I know it is one facet or something that I learned about anyway. Mm. That and, and now I've learned to, about it from and you. And now that's right. Um and um all the three or four people listening to this will also yep. learn about it. And that's good um, for us. And for but her, the good thing... Because I'm not <laughs> No. <laughs> please. No. <laughs> no. Please Just don't. Take my, take my word for it. <laughs> anyway, the, to, to circle back to Opposite Day, yeah. it's like you've got this person who has basically learned that there is no alternative to life. And now they're presented with the complete alternative. They're like, you yep. know, the exact opposite, the antidote. Yep. And so... I think it'd be interesting to watch a person kind of, I guess, like change, change their world, change like how they act. You know, like I think in the the, the first time she slips back into opposite day, yeah, it'll be like kind of confronting, right? Very mm. confronting because because you don't know how to behave because everyone's like fearful of you, but you're mm. still a person filled with you know subserviency, right? So is is she in this opposite day like is she a um like a tyrant i mean like is the opposite of a um submissive subservient housewife like a tyrant girl boss bitch maybe i mean if that's what she is uh yeah i i like to think that yeah i mean i i think that she she could be like it's like wow this person is just or just no bullshit just really like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Snapping I think necks, cutting checks, like yeah, people do everything for for them, not the other way around. And so, so she's I think you just yeah. Okay. So first episode, she bangs her head, wakes up this this place, and has to like navigate her her day. I like. I think that's as far as like pilots go. I think that's going to be a fucking banger of a pilot. Yeah. Um, you know, and then is it like each each episode she goes back in? Like each episode is kind of a, a, a discrete day in opposite day. And then she kind of comes back out of the opposite day and kind of applies the lessons she's learned in that opposite day. It kind of could have I mean, like yeah. quite a wholesome, you know, what have we learned today kind of thing. It's it's classic. It's classic Harry Potter, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. here's the new yeah. thing I've learned. Uh, and then we're going to use that at the end. Mm. <laughs> or classic anything, really. It's, yeah. Yeah, I, I it's, think it's a it's good the, It's the three acts. It's Chekhov's gun. It's, yeah, it's... Um, um, yeah, we'll show the... And then, so, okay, the parallel universe. So this is something I don't think I got out of my head was like the the evil one, the evil version, not evil, <laughs> ambitious and, you know, no bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, an, an ambitious woman must be evil. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like a, uh, yeah, no mucking around, just, yeah, yeah, um, no. just cr- like, yeah, uh, kind of closing deals. And you know, not not here to look after anyone but herself, and you know, and her family. Let's not fuck around. She's she's doing all this still, you know, just like a say the masculine normative situation, which is yeah, ju- like just like the kind of normative masculine guy who goes to work and so on. He's still, you know, he's still going to say he's doing that for his family and so on. But is is she in her parallel universe? Does she swap with this with this anti Sarah, and she and she comes into their um into the normal universe on their day off? They have like a flip day? Yeah. yeah. See, 
I so you get to see, I, I get to see that sometimes, right? And I think that might be like a revelation at some point mm. during, like no one's, you know, I don't think you'd consider watching it like what's happening yeah. on the other side. No, you no, know, no. You're no. just like, ah, oh, like this is just how it is. You know, you just accept some inconsistencies with any parallel timey-wimey <laughs> vibes. Yeah. Uh, so then when, when you, uh, yeah, then Revelation's like, okay, actually, because her family are acting a bit strange because once a week mm. she's like fucking challenging everything. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, it's not until like fourth, fifth episode or something. And finally, like she comes back out. She's been so excited to be in opposite day world. She finally comes back and she's like actually paying attention to the normal world. And maybe she like sees herself on the news or something that she's like, flipped out at the office at her boss and like thrown, you know, a chair and police had to be called. And she's like, what the, f- this is not me. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly actually asks her husband, like, what's going on there? And he's like, yeah, once a week, <laughs> you freak out. You fucking, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I like to, and I think it'd just be exciting to see someone just fucking like, ah, it's always good. It's like a, mm. it's almost like a revenge. You know, you see yeah. someone just slowly like, Build and become yeah, a champion. So, yeah. Get all this just oppression out of their system. Kind of a, like a Tarantino style, you know, he's sort of started to do these end of the movie where he'll just flamethrower Hitler or... Wait, wait, did he flamethrower Hitler and the... Um, I haven't seen... Uh, Man- Man's, uh, I haven't seen the film, the Hollywood. The Hollywood oh, you haven't seen time. Hollywood? Oh, really? No, I haven't seen it, yeah. No, I haven't okay. seen it. Um, I don't think I've... Spoil anything? Uh, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna stop you there. Just, just, I feel like, uh, I feel like you're gonna ruin a film for me. <laughs> I mean, no, I should no. have seen it by now. No, I wouldn't, and no, I haven't. So uh... someone, uh, that's right. Someone spoiled uh, the bloody Mandalorian for me. Oh, well, and I okay, told no, them, but I, still, I was like, I, I'm still a couple episodes off. So I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah I that's right. I, I think we've discussed anything. this. Right. No, no, no. But yeah. I was just like, I was chatting to a friend, and I was like, ah, oh, I um, I'm watching this TV show right now, yeah. and I'm looking forward to seeing the next episode. And they're like, yeah, how crazy is it that at the end, blah 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 blah. <laughs> and I was like, I literally just told you that I was watching it, and this person had expressed to me that they hadn't seen it. So I was like, how do you know right, that? Yeah, you yeah. Seen it was in the it. context. And they're like, oh, yeah, I watched. Yeah. I was like, oh, safe person. Yeah. <laughs> safe yeah. person. I haven't seen it. I'll tell them I'm watching this. Uh, but they had YouTubed the spoilers because they're oh. a sicko. So, <laughs> some people just want to watch what? the world. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you talking about, man? Like, <laughs> it's like picking up a book and starting with the last chapter. <laughs> and oh, then they're like, great. I think this is apropos of our of our show, right? Because our show is about TV shows. I think it's important to like lay down that um, spoilers are kind of sometimes the only reason you watch a show, right? Like if I know this, if I know the spoiler of a show, I'm I'm almost certainly not going to enjoy because it's written with that in mind, right? Like Mandalorian yeah. is written with that spoiler; it's heading towards that spoiler. Again, I don't know exactly what it is. Um, you know, uh, like a Westworld or something like that. That's written towards a series of spoilers. And I guess kind of like how we're going to structure some of our TV shows. If if you spoil it, then the whole show is pointless. That's yeah. the juice. That's the pearl. I, and it's, and you just and also like when you're watching it, you can't think of anything else yeah. other than like 
And like part of me is like, oh, I would have really liked this. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, spoiled... <laughs> imagine what this would have tasted like if it had been like, as intended. Um, someone spoiled uh, Fight Club for me. And no. that was like, I mean, that just destroys the oh, whole Yeah, thing. then it's like, what's the point? Like, actually, it's what's just the point? Like, like, what's the... F- yeah, yeah, that was... That's that a shame. That's pretty devastating. That's a real shame. You ha- you have uh, such a fucking bad run of being. Oh sp- man! Have you ever uh, have you ever reached to climax uh, a movie or show of of your own accord and hit that spoiler without knowing it? There's been there's been a couple times. Like, it all came crashing down one day when someone was wearing a t-shirt mm. that was like hundreds of spoilers oh. kind of like mashed into like a graphic <laughs> like it was just like okay yeah. heaps of spoilers and it was just like like it was, they were just no, like no, three no, words <laughs> which like perfectly like would sum up everything like it was you know like i mean the the cliche is like you know darth uh darth vader's luke's dad yeah. like you know like yeah, just like yeah. really like explaining just cut straight to the chase yeah hundreds of things and like it it ruined, Oof. like, just from scanning that T-shirt, it ruined, like, three or four films. That's such a bummer. Anyway, to come back... <laughs> yeah, it's such a bummer. Uh, to come back to Opposite Day. Which, I guess, does have the spoiler of, um, you know, that she is also flipping with her anti-self. So that's kind of like a mid-season spoiler, right? It's, yeah. Because it's going to give away some of, you know, that first few episodes... People are going to look at her a bit weird when she gets back to normal, and it's not going to be clear why. And then you realize, sort of mid-season, oh, like there's a whole flipping, there's a whole like universes leaking into each other thing happening here. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, so who's gonna? Who's gonna be? Who is gonna be the? I mean, the acting challenge of a lifetime mm. for someone playing. You know, when they get to play. Both the opposites of each other develop a couple of characters. What, like 35 to 45? Something like that? Yeah. I want to say Olivia Colman. Hmm. That's pretty good. Can can we get her? Is she too big now? I mean, she's pretty big. (laughs) Can we get her? I mean, we can get her. Yeah, uh, yeah, we can get her. Because of our extensive CV and reputation. Yeah. I also feel a little bit, and do you, do you get this feeling as well? Like people see Olivia Coleman now in the Crown, and I feel like I was there. I knew her before you knew her. You know, right, having watched Peep like show. Peep Show, <laughs> <laughs> or even that Mitchell and Webb look, like yeah, Mitchell and Webb look, Broadchurch. These are like yeah, and I don't usually do. I don't try to get on my high horse about TV shows because you know they belong to everyone. But when it comes to Olivia Coleman in the Crown, she's mine. Like I knew her in Peep Show. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I was a fan. Everyone's like, wow, this person's really good. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I made her, her that way. <laughs> <laughs> I raised Olivia. Do you think she would be where she is now without me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me. did I come to Peep Show when it was already four seasons in? Yes. <laughs> yes. But it's not my fault that they don't show the British TV here. Yeah. But as soon as I saw her mid way through that entire show i knew right off the bat the second i saw her i knew mm, she's something eh, she's fine special is <laughs> happening here <laughs> yeah i mean i i do actually like jokes that i do remember watching her in a few episodes thinking 
like, she's really good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's far better than anyone else in the show, right? Yeah. Except maybe um, she, um, super hands. So, yeah, super hands is extremely good. Can we edit edit in the right name here? But the um, fuck, it's clearly been too long since I've seen it. Who's who's the boss? Uh, Johnson. Johnson, great. Edit just post post process back in there. Uh, yeah, cool. Just Johnson also very good. Oh, yeah, Johnson. Ah, pitch perfect. Mm. Just nails every line. Can we get him in this show? Could he be the the husband or the boss? Oh, let's just get the whole cast from Peep Show. Let's into just this. fucking wedge him right in, but still an American yeah. TV show entirely with it. Oh, they have actors. to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do they have to do the American accent, or can they still be British? I think kind they of can, like how they can do like a transatlantic thing. Uh, you know, I would like you know, like there's so many films that are set in wherever and they were like yeah but they're just american i guess yeah um let's set something in america and they're all like uh british but we just don't mention it they've not mentioned it for so long <laughs> let's just let's just flip that narrative let's set it in new york city <laughs> and everyone they meet at the is German. in in the shops <laughs> on the lorries uh, are all British. Crisps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, that's a fun component to the show, which is irrelevant to kind of the story, but is important nonetheless. Um or, well actually maybe the maybe the parallel universe they're British, but in the normal universe they're American because it's opposite. Great. Yeah, right. And the opposite of American, I guess, is a Brit. <laughs> yeah, fuck. We're so narrow-minded. So we got what? Olivia Coleman is playing a oppressed, oppressed woman who once a week goes back and goes goes to opposite day and becomes the like the boss, the fucking the queen of the world. Yeah, and then flips back and forth. Um, I think it would get. I think it would get made. I think if nothing else, the sort of cross appeal of British audience and American audience, you get like older viewers, younger viewers. Like, I think it's kind of got a little bit for everyone. I think you could kind of go pretty mainstream with this, maybe a Netflix or something. Yeah, yeah. And stick a crown on them and then, you know, you just try and snare some of those audiences as well. <laughs> like the sort of old maybe it's a royalists. <laughs> a spin-off of the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Set in America. Um, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Actually, that, kind of, that that's kind of maybe infringing on a future um, pitch that I want to shoot to you. But um, okay. that's pretty good. Um, but it's but it's it's not feasible to be made probably because of yeah. Okay, it's got to be. I mean, it has to be Olivia Coleman. Now that you've said it, I can't see her as anyone else. But she's just too busy. She's so busy. Well, she's a busy lady. But I think once we explain to her. Mm. Uh, how good it's gonna be! Like we just yeah. really tell her, yeah. Like how could she say no? Yeah. Like, really, just sit her down and just be like, "Look, you're good in the favorite, mm. and you're pretty good in the crown, but you've done a lot of, uh, and you're good in the father, obviously." <laughs> uh, is it clear yet that we were there? We, we've been there the whole time, <laughs> like watching we, you know from afar. Uh, but now it's time for you to repay. Our goodwill. You've had a good ride. You, look, you've, <laughs> it's you've time to pay the piper. So far, <laughs> uh, mm, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a really good idea. I'm going to give it three seasons. Three British seasons. 18 yeah. episodes. Yeah. Uh, to watch her go from, from, from one thing to another. To watch mm-hmm. the full character uh, progression. Yeah, I her think break it's probably bad. got yeah, two or three seasons as well. And then probably an American spinoff where, where Steve <laughs> Carell plays her. And it's yeah. uber popular. And the accents are just flipped. Yeah. <laughs> They're regularly yeah, exactly. British and <laughs> American in the parallel universe. Yeah, and it happens in London. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All right. And that is Opposite Day. That's Opposite Day. Very good. Bag it and tag it. Uh, um, now for a quick word from our sponsor. No sponsors yet. Still forthcoming. <laughs> the, Do you reckon the, the, barn me, that... the barn me place that I just got from would sponsor us? Uh, <laughs> yes, I guess, if you ask them. Maybe I can but... just say their name. It's Nom Nom. Now, money, please. Who's got the best bloody barmies in town? It's Nom Nom. It's where the cuisine of France and Vietnam finally meet on the shores of the United States of America. Nom Nom. Nom. Why is it so cheap? Probably best not to know the answer to that question. Just come on down and get yourself one of the best bloody barmies. Nom Nom. Nom. Proud sponsors of Professional Friends. Welcome back, everyone, to Professional Friends. Pitch number two, coming at you hot. It's called Vaggie Tales. Mm. Ed and Pia are stepbrother and stepsister. Ed is an anthropomorphic eggplant, and Pia is a peach. Uh, this is a cartoon. Or perhaps like 3D CGI. Uh, we'll, we'll workshop that. They usually get along really well, but since they're growing up, they do fight a bit. They live a happy life, but sometimes their parents are away, and then, with their wild fantasy imaginations, anything can happen at home. This wholesome animated show teaches children to use their creativity, and that family always comes first. One episode finds some cherries come to life and start chasing each other around the house, So Ed, while he starts to try to pop them with his tennis racket, they escape under the bed. Crazy cherries. Pia tries to chase chase them under the bed, but she gets stuck. Stuck under the bed, she discovers a whole world where the cherries are working together, and she learns the value of teamwork. Meanwhile, Ed isn't sure how to help Pia get unstuck. His parents told (laughs) his parents told him that stepbrothers and stepsisters shouldn't touch each other. But how else is he going to squeeze through that tight peach? Eventually, the lessons that Pia learns from the cherries teaches her and Ed how to clench and pull at the same time. Pia escapes, and not a single cherry is popped. Veggie Tales. So, in short, Veggie Tales is a collection of animated moral teachings uh, inspired by the trials and tribulations of Pornhub storylines. And, and, and maybe think, more broadly, uh, any kind of um, online short-form pornographic website. I think we need to make... Ex- explicitly clear that Please. these uh, vegetable stepbrother and stepsister are these vegetables are at least 21 yeah these are some old moldy veggies yeah <laughs> these are some squishy these are some, veggies these are adult vegetables <laughs> and fruits <laughs> yeah <laughs> who and they're just I mean the stepbrother and sister they're still staying at home because they're housing crisis like they can't afford to move out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. plenty of stepbrothers and stepsisters 
lived together in their early 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially and in this kind of anthropomorphized plant world. So, so it, it, it's a parody of, of Veggie Tales, right? Which is kind of a, a cartoon that tells kind of Christian parables, Christian morals. Uh, yeah, Veggie yeah. Tales, I, I remember watching it like in my sort of teens with um, some Christian friends who I guess had grown up with it. I think it's it's like a real mainstay of like early 90s Christian parenting is like you'd sit your kids down in front of Veggie Tales and it would tell the story of, you know, the prodigal son, you, like Joseph goes off and he's a cucumber and he has to get pickled in some way and then he helps the, <laughs> you know, pharaoh... <laughs> you know, learn how to be a better gherkin or something. Like, they kind of twist these, you know, test Old and New Testament stories into veggie-based fun, fun for the whole fun for the whole family kind of thing. Um, yeah. Clever idea. Very, and, like, good at getting kids interested in uh, an otherwise abhorrent and boring piece of 2,000-year-old <laughs> text. Yeah. Yeah. And so in this parody, it tells morals, right? Of, mm. But based on like Pornhub, and so I like, mean, and, and yeah. they seem to be like like morals like because I mean basically like porn always ends with like sex, but in, in this case the the eggplant and the peach they don't pop the cherries exactly because stepbrothers and stepsisters shouldn't shouldn't fuck each other <laughs> <laughs> essentially. Uh, so I, I'm interestingly uh, yeah. though. <laughs> unlike also unlike Veggie Tales, uh, this is one TV show that is teaching you not to eat your vegetables. <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> delicious. That's actually that's a that's a solid tagline as well. I think. Um, yeah, it's not totally clear to me like how sex positive it should be. Like, you know, we want to come down, not you know abstinent. You know, don't. I don't think we want to say don't have sex. Explicitly. But I do think we want to say, don't have sex with your stepsister if she's stuck in a washing machine. And that kind of goes without saying, to be honest. But it's worth saying. Because it seems like a lot of guys are making that mistake. Um, And that's probably wrong. Probably they shouldn't be doing that. It's problematic. And someone needs to say that. And I think VeggieTales will. The thing is, it's really hard to get through to people. Hmm. Yeah, it's really hard to like teach people lessons, uh, especially about you know, kind of sexual education. Mm. And if you do it uh, too explicitly, like like the wall goes up, right? They think, oh, I'm about uh, to get preached to. I'm tuning out. But if you do it like a fun kind of, oof, like if you can, so if you just kind of like sidestep to it, <laughs> you're like but if don't you hit can, it like, head on. Trick them. <laughs> if you can trick them through fruits and vegetables. Yeah, which they already much love. Like Christians are doing to children. Mm. So is this, and also does this, uh, where, where are you releasing this? I I think this would go down really well if it was like exclusive release on, on Pornhub. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think we went around in circles on this, but absolutely that, por- <laughs> it's. I mean, it's kind of antithetical to Pornhub. It's kind of like attacking their business model, but at the same time, they're the only ones that will do it right. And that there has a built-in audience because if you put this on any other platform, ninety-five percent of people won't get what the fuck is going on. Why is that stepsister stuck under the bed? Yes, so much <laughs> assumed knowledge there. <laughs> Especially if, you know, yeah, 
there's a lot of context, and if you are on Pornhub already, you got it. You you already have that yeah. context. Job's right. done. You've got that. Yeah. You need you need to know the original text to really exactly. get the most out of Veggie Tales. Yeah, this and, homage uh, really relies on um, a certain level of expertise. Yeah, and and I think uh, I mean Pornhub is going to have the, the funding for starters. I mean, it, yeah, I think it's a good a good um, platform. It's also got like the people already writing, I guess, so they can just churn out both versions of the storyline. You know, the kind of sexy. Um, you know, incestuous version, and then the kind of fun <laughs> CGI plant-based, vegetable-based version. Vegetable and fruits uh, mm. based. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is you you're gonna like sell the idea to a bunch of porn writers, and they're going to they're going to be the ones to make these. <laughs> they're gonna obviously do their job and, and write a porn scenario, and of then course. you think that it's just like. Now just kind of change the end. Well, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe like a porn writer is not well placed to create morals that basically teach people to not do the things that they're portraying in these right. beautiful short story videos. Maybe actually, maybe you could get some of the original um, Veggie Tale writers in on it. I, they're probably I was morally say, bankrupt enough that they would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and who better to to teach about? Um, <laughs> The mm-hmm. problems with incest than the Christians. <laughs> Take me there. <laughs> Good. I think maybe we find, uh, like, maybe were the Habsburgs? They're still kicking around? Like the family that get are some of those, so uh, inbred? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's get that Spanish royal family in. They, Great. Maybe at the end of each episode, they'd be like, they can get a Habsburg in. And they can be like... <laughs> It's all good and well to play around, and it's fun to learn, but incest is a problem. <laughs> Check out my giant chin. <laughs> um, that's a good point to have. Oh, and actually, this was something I was thinking about. I would love to have a. I'd love to have a narrator, like a big name narrator. Um, and actually, I was watching. Have you got around? Maybe this is not an interesting discussion to have on the podcast, but we can cut it out. Have you got around? Um, the Young Pope? I have not seen it, no. Oof. I've Oof. heard great things. It's it's Jude Law, so, you know, that's that. And it's written and directed by the great beauty guy. Oh. La Grande Bellezza. La Grande Bellezza. Say no more. Oh, yeah. that mm, sounds it's great. It's extremely good. And mm. Jude Law is chilling and, and, yeah, delicious. And I'd love to have Jude Law narrate... Veggie Tales, if possible, could we get a? Could we get Jude Law? Great, Jude Law to narrate Veggie Tales. <laughs> I I think that is beautiful. I, though, when when it comes down to actors, and I think mm-hmm. we, we discussed before, I think that we should get um, porn stars to like cameo as the voices of that, the. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. Like re- really lean into the industry, like get porn stars to do the voices and cameos. Like you can get different ones. I think that'll help boost the kind of popularity. Yeah, like um, built-in but, fan bases already. Like a lot of people really do follow their their favorite porn stars. I think um, whole new world, isn't it? Kind of social networky now, right? It's almost you know like um, what am I thinking of? It's like a fans only type thing where you can directly support the the artists, the pornographic artists that you like. I mean, I, I don't know the industry very well, and maybe it's still totally 
terrible and treats people terribly. But still, the point is you get huge fan bases, right? And so if we can exploit that, uh, I think it's going to take off. I think this could be big. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm still really really excited about actually doing it. uh, How long are these are these episodes are they just like five minute like just little like just quick cartoon tells the morals like i i don't i really don't see this as like a 22 minute or a 60 minute epic yeah. i just see these as like kind of like quick little five minute moral stories but um i think we should base it on like the established success of veggie tales and they were but 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 Cut this out. Hmm, it's not clear. Um, but they weren't long. Like, and nor should it be long, right? Like, it shouldn't. It shouldn't take long to tell a a um, you know, to to teach a lesson as simple as you know, don't have sex with someone who's stuck under a bed. Like, that's a pretty concrete, well packaged little lesson. I don't think you need a three act structure to teach that lesson. And get in, get out. Five yeah. five minutes. Apparently, four the details. Went for twenty four to thirty minutes. That seems really insane to me. Huh. That seems absolutely insane. You can tell, like you can tell, it was Christian. Even if you didn't know the content, the fact that this thing can make half an hour, like dozens and dozens of half hour episodes of CGI, like fairly high quality CGI programming for kids, like no one but the Christian Church could afford just that huge loss of money. Just you know, like it's they're just pissing in the wind, just like throwing it down the drain. Of course, kind of like you know, like a Scientology just giving away you know a million copies of a book yeah. that no one's going to buy. <laughs> Fun fact: um, VeggieTales also had films. It has. It also does films. Yeah, they've they've got Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. Oh wow! The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, a VeggieTales movie. Huh. So and also like a VeggieTales Christmas spectacular that checks out, and a VeggieTales film called The Star of Christmas. So they're really letting down their like facade with The Star of Christmas. <laughs> just like this is the yeah. Christian show. I mean, yeah, I don't uh, know. and now here, seen, here are some yeah. here are some toys that you can get related really? to the show. Uh, can can Bob you get his character? Bath toy. Yeah, you can get God's creation colon leopard. <laughs> okay, that's nothing. So they've got animals, but they've just chucked the word God's creation at start of animal, <laughs> just in case you're not sure. They've just bought some just pre-existing really shitty like action figures <laughs> and then rebranded them as God's creation. God's creation, like, Spider-Man. <laughs> what? Like, these toys... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these toys make no sense. You got okay. Here's the toys. You got God's creation leopard, yeah, okay, God's creation nothing. panda, God's yeah. creation tiger. Then mm-hmm. Princess Petunia magnetic dress up doll, mm-hmm. a slushy bath toy, mm-hmm. and a Larry mobile playset. I'm not sure what that last thing is, but that makes sense. Larry is one of the uh, main characters. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, all right. But yeah, you can't just think, yeah, yeah, how do we make this um, this toy tiger? Yeah, how do we get uh, this? <laughs> how do we get Christian morals shoved down the throat <laughs> of this toy tiger? Just like kind of <laughs> carve a crucifix into the top of the tiger's <laughs> head. <laughs> it's not totally clear to me. Just, but there's a good lesson here for, nails for our feet. like money-making program, right, for for Veggie Tales, I think that you could get like, well, you must already be able to buy action figures of of your favorite porn stars and whatnot. 
Um, but I'm I sure guess you we can, can buy still... like flashlights and dildos. Yeah, oh, for sure. Are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like replica. Um, yeah, I think there's a whole industry of paraphernalia we could sell alongside this thing. Mm, like you could buy like basically a peach, mm-hmm. like a plastic peach of the veggie veggie tails, but you can't have sex with it in yeah. line with the morals. Like, yeah, there's yeah. Or you shouldn't. It's it's a peach <laughs> it <comes> fleshlight. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, front of the fleshlight, you know, like the dick hole, is um kind of chain like kind of blocked off permanently. The peach fleshlight <laughs> is blocked off. Not unlike rolling a stone across Jesus' cave. Uh, <laughs> his his peach is totally off limits. And you squeeze <laughs> well, it and it says, if- Don't have sex with your stepsister. <laughs> yeah. Well, what if, what if, like, instead you give the people like the option they can have sex with it, but like, mm. if you were to stick your dick into it or use the dildo, you just hear someone tutting. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Great. Okay, so we've got five minutes. Cartoon uh, moral stories of vegetables. Pa- I guess parables is the right description. Parables. That. that was the word I was trying to based for before. Based on Pornhub scenarios mm-hmm. with uh, porn actors uh, cameoing as the voices. Mm-hmm. And we have Jude Law narrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have uh, some of the original Veggie Tales writers helping us bang out these veggie these these porn related things uh, yeah. great opportunities for merchandising uh and a, cross, a great platform like cross collaboration all over the place yeah mm, mm. Uh, so how many seasons do you see this going for it's a bit tricky because you know only five minutes and if they're sort of airing on this kind of just constant timeline style website yeah, maybe it doesn't even have like a season structure. Maybe it's just like one after the other. I reckon you probably get. I reckon I could sit down and in one hundred minutes come up with one hundred discrete veggie to hell storylines, and then I reckon a studio in Korea would probably bang those out over the course of a year. Yeah, and then I, then it would then it start to dry up. I think you get a hundred of these little snippets. A hundred, a hundred. Mm. I'd I'd want to stop at sixty nine. Just because yeah, I think that's powerful. Like, sounds it's just like sounds right. I think I I think the audience for this would understand as well. Yeah, they'd be willing to to say goodbye to their friend Veggie Tales um, in, in sort of yeah as an homage to to the power of a sixty nine. Mm. Cool. The sixty ninth may be a feature. Oh yeah, maybe a movie. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think we get this thing crowdfunded pretty easily. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'd also yep. watch it. More to the point. Good. Great. Take me. I think uh, that's a good pitch. Veggie Tales. All right. That is Veggie Tales. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add on that bad boy? Say that again. Anything else to add to that bad boy? Um, I have nothing more to add and nothing more to take away. In the words of Michelangelo, that's Excellent. perfection. You're bored at home. Oh, boo-hoo, your stepbrother and you have nothing to do. Your bike tires flat so you can't go cycle. You've seen the family album, read all the Bible. You're so bored, you've both run out of patience. Then you remember your step-sibling veggies. Use your imagination.
emotions. You can pretend you're doing yoga. You can pretend you'll help with my homework. Let's invent a game, make a fun bet. We can play cops and robbers just as long as our parents are home. Yeah. VeggieTales, that special bomb step saving strip. VeggieTales, it can take us far away from here. It's tumbles and hay bales, it's hiking magic trails, pretending to work in clothing retail. It's bad. Agitales. Yeah. We're up to our third TV show of the show, of this episode. Uh, what is it? It's called It's True. Logline, imagine if every conspiracy theory was true. <clears throat> In 1958, the US is losing the space race. The US builds a special wing of the government to fake the moon landing as a way to beat the Soviets. 20 years later, in 1978, Bilbo Jacobson is a cleaner in the White House when he discovers that the President of the United States is a lizard person. But how will he let people know? No one will believe him because it's absolutely ludicrous. Bilbo must keep his secret and find a way to expose the truth without damaging his reputation. The only man who can help him? Elvis Presley. Mm. Um, so we've got, well, right off the bat, we've got parallel storylines, right? That's cool. Yeah. So we're telling two, these stories in tandem. Yep. That's exciting. Um, Bilbo, Curious Choice. It's about time, for that name. We, about time we got to use that name somewhere else. Yeah. You, okay, you're Lord worried of the Rings that like... And the Hobbit have monopolized that name for too long. I guess so. It, I guess in, in their defense, he probably kind of invented it, right? Were there Bilbo's already? Was that a popular name? Or or is it that is it that they stopped <laughs> after? He yeah, I mean, it? is it an Adolf situation or is it a Gandalf situation? <laughs> <laughs> is it that Adolf was a perfectly popular name and then kind of got a bit of a bad smell to it? Or is it like Gandalf, no one's called Gandalf. And now after <laughs> the Gandalf, no one can also be called Gandalf. Yeah, if you were, you're thinking about it. Uh, and Bilbo... Mm. I mean, it's not the name of a. It's not the name of a handsome fella. No, 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 no. It so doesn't is, ooze charm. Is Bel- Bilbo I Jacobson it, a bit of a um, kind of a sad everyman? Is he is he a bit down on his luck? Yeah, I think Bilbo is like you know, is a is a normal dude. Maybe he's a little less attractive than your average person. Mm-hmm. He's a bit stout. Maybe he's balding. I yep. think I think he's a person that like people wouldn't kind of gravitate to. I think he lacks charm mm. and uh, finesse and social skills. And so that's why for Bilbo to come out there and be like, the president's a lizard person, everyone be like, yeah, you would say that. Yeah. Fucking Bilbo Jacobson, look at you. It's like, you know, when you see someone with kind of horn-rimmed glasses and you're like, hmm, probably a sex offender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, stuck in their in their mum's basement or something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I like it that you phrase it as his kind of um, constraint is he must keep this secret and find a way to expose the truth without damaging his reputation, which I guess has been, like, sterling up until now. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't want to like tarnish his okay. flawless reputation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe not so much damage the reputation, but when he creates a reputation mm. for himself, he wants it to be of honor. Yeah. And like integrity. his cleanismanship. Like good, like hard, uh, hard work and 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 honesty and no being yeah noble and so on. So, and so the only man that can help him is someone of incredible integrity, reputation, mm. charm, and wonder. Uh, who you know, in theory, was you know died, but then there is that conspiracy that he's actually like moved out into the desert and is still mm-hmm. alive. Elvis Presley. Uh, and so Bilbo has to go find Elvis Presley to help <laughs> Elvis and him are going to team up to to expose the lizard scourge. I th- yeah, that oh. is inhabiting the world. D- I mean. It's gonna be there's gonna be like a delicious trip down some people's memory lanes, and you get so many good like period piece. Um, you know, you get to tick off huge events, almost like a Forrest Gump style walk through history, right? And just go all the big mm. moments. Um, I do have to just kind of dig into the storyline. So he has to find Elvis Presley. Take me there. Okay. Why does he have to right. find him? Because Elvis is. Like someone that people trust mm-hmm. and love mm-hmm. and admire. Yeah. And also, if he can prove that Elvis is alive. Ah, therefore. You know, if, if, if he can any conspiracy this could miracle, be true. Yeah. then maybe it kind of adds credibility to his lizard people theory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I think, and Elvis is you know, intelligent, um, charming man. And Elvis, and, and maybe I'm like, maybe Elvis knows the truth. Yeah. Maybe Elvis. Yeah. The reason he's like escaped and lived in the desert is because he got, he too, got too close. The lizard and, and people, yeah, his yeah. life was in danger, so he yeah. he got out. Can we give Bilbo like a really strong reason that he thinks Elvis is real? Yeah, like maybe as a kid he saw him. Oh, Elvis no, the, is the real. timing. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> Let me rephrase. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis was a man. <laughs> I just don't believe Elvis did the miracles that were attributed to him. <laughs> but I do believe he did exist. <laughs> I think he was just a man, though. Uh, how do I say this? Maybe I, It would be nice that... It'd be nice if there was a good reason that Bilbo is like, oh, shit, like lizard person. But wait, you know, I've seen this lizard... It would be nice if there was, like, an extra reason for him to go out and... Uh, find Elvis, you know, like as a, maybe he's, fuck, what's the, what's the relationship between the 58 and 78? I mean, is, does, is that like his, maybe his dad was involved right. in something in the like 50s? These, these storylines need to converge at some point, right? They right. Yeah. Like, fif- like, fif- wait, other. when was Elvis? Fif- was Elvis 50s? Elvis, was, 50s? I guess he was in the, he, he died in 76. Hang on. Let's find out. Boobity boo. Boobity boo. Um... He died in 77, but I guess the 50s was kind of his... Oh, 60s, 50s were, like, kind of his big years, right? Yeah. Like, certainly. Okay, um, so that then that kind of checks out. Like, then it's it's sort of the Elvis years. So maybe he's, like, he's... <laughs> okay, maybe it's, like... Okay, his dad, big Elvis fan, um, and so he's parted, like, the rock and roll life to his kid, who was back in the 50s, you know, maybe he was, like, eight or something. That's Bilbo, and... They go to he, like he takes him to a concert or something, and and somehow he gets backstage and and he walks in on Elvis and he's like doing he's like on the radio communicating with someone 
and the kid's there and like Elvis like walks over and whispers like, you know, the deserts, the, the desert keeps no secrets or something. And then it cuts to like 20 years later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something that he flashes back and he's like, wait, of course he was talking to aliens in the desert or something. That's where he would be. Maybe like part of the, something about faking the moon landing brings the, the lizard people to America. Maybe Bilbo's dad was part of that. And he was like convinced mm. of like that Elvis was alive and all these like stuff. And Bilbo's like, oh, my dad's crazy. But then when yeah. he finds the skin of the lizard people, he's like, he's like, oh, like maybe my dad was right. And maybe Elvis did whisper to him, the desert keeps the secrets. Yeah. And he like pours through his dad's journals and is like, well, if lizard people are right and he was adamant that Elvis had the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, this is, it's, this is going to be big budget. This is going to be probably, you know, not like movie budget level, but this is probably going to be a hundred million dollar TV show. Oh yeah. To reanimate Elvis is going to be, Yes, Expensive. that's everything. <laughs> because if you can think of a better way to impersonate Elvis, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have to go to the primary source. Uh, who we got? Who we got? Actors. We want this thing. We've got. So we've got some cash to burn. Obviously, yeah. ninety million of that is spent on like photorealistic Elvis CGI. But what are you gonna? What are you gonna spend the last mil on? Yeah, who's mil? Bilbo? David Schwimmer. Could he be Bilbo? David Schwimmer? My God. <laughs> yeah. I'd, would I'd, you swim I'd, that? I I'd watch Schwimmer all day, every day. Yeah. I would swim the English Channel. The English Canal. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Let's get sh- let's get some Schwimmer in there. I think so. I think these little these little spermies can swim because if he's in it. You're going to get a pretty big audience, I think, built into that. I th- he can also play... He can play a straight man as well. Yeah. Well, he can only play unfunny straight men. Um, which... T- I, and the, like, misfortune of the falls. he was in the O.J. Him. Simpson thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Did you, did you pretty... see that one? It was good? I, I, I watched, I watched the, the, the first big chunk of it. Mm. Um, but it got spoiled by... By reality the news yeah <laughs> by history yeah i yeah. think i just fell out of it because like i guess like I, kn- I knew where it was going and it's probably not quite old enough yet to be like mm. totally interesting to me and it's very wrapped in american culture which i wasn't really i'm not really yeah. a part of so that's the thing everyone like points to it as like wow that's the day my innocence died and i'm like well i don't, I don't get it bad like yeah. people do terrible things all the time what was so special about OJ? Yeah, so special about this. And I guess it's because I just didn't know OJ as a football. Like, you know, I can imagine it would be quite shocking if you watched, like, this enigmatic football hero play for 30 years and him freak out. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, but yes, back on that, let's get David Schwimmer in there uh, on Bilbo Jacobson, mm-hmm. the cleaner who discovers the lizard person now must find Elvis Presley. Uh, and then we get to explore yeah. also a bunch of conspiracy theories. Like every conspiracy theory is going to pan out to be true. You know, we're yeah. gonna, we could chuck them in there. That's going to be fun to get this real grab bag of just every possible conspiracy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do we got? Think, Space um, race. So we got moon landing, uh, lizard person, Elvis Presley. I guess he got, I mean, every like celebrity that has supposedly died are still alive. You get all 
all the Beatles still alive. Yeah. You get um, JFK has both been killed by the CIA, but also is still alive somehow. There's like clones of Hitler floating around. Yeah, I guess great, great. you get um, any kind of government mind control. That's all going on. Like the whole Illuminati thing is pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. All the religious Knights Templar chemtrails. Um, and and I guess the the real magic of this thing is is the kind of spider's web and making it all fit together in some consistent way, right? Like to to actually have rather than just like lost where it just gets more and more bizarre or like a kind of X-Files thing, but actually have it do the work, put in the hours and write a consistent thing where it's like, ah, oh, the like the Illuminati, that was that's why the Illuminati exists is to hide the lizard people because the lizard people were around during the Egyptians and the Egyptians figured out, you know, how to read the stars but the stars spell out you know that mccartney is dead but the the egyptians yeah the earth is is flat and that's why elvis died was because he was about to write a song called the earth is flat but then he's not dead yeah but then he's not dead because he had to go into hiding (laughs) (laughs) turns out everyone who's ever died not dead (laughs) no 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 they're all in the desert. Still alive. They're all in the big city all in, in the, the Mojave desert. desert. Uh, great. And I uh, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but like, do we kind of skirt the whole QAnon stuff? Is it sort of more classic conspiracies or do we introduce a la modern conspiracies? Yeah, that's... Um, a little unsavory. Yeah, I think... And also, I mean, do, do we have to be... Yeah, because, I mean, QAnon has... Has, has obviously caused a lot of problems. Do, do, do we do we need to put a disclaimer? Because I feel like there will be people who read into this. Yeah, people will see this show and be like, ah, someone's trying to tell me something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, or is that part of the marketing ploy? We start leaking things about it on Reddit about this TV show. Yeah, is... maybe. That's actually, that's a pretty good marketing campaign, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I think this is going to be... I think you get a couple seasons out of this. I don't think it's going to go forever just because it's going to be so expensive and to keep up that momentum of how expensive it is. Like the budget will have to start to get cut back. Oh, and then absolutely. That's a shame. Extreme. And, and also, um, I think just the, the riots that we're going to cause from mm. kind of feeding people's kind of uh, conspiracy theories and yeah. fears. Like, you know, I think um, if we, yeah, if we do inadvertently support QAnon and Trump I think um, <laughs> soon as as soon as we release an episode and as a result the capital of America gets is stormed is stormed because of like some episode of where but, but damn that is Jake. good advertising for the show isn't it oh yeah yeah all publicity is is good publicity yeah and the storming of a capital mm, any capital <laughs> really yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, we'll start in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. And slowly branch our way <laughs> branch our way out <laughs> to I guess larger and larger capitals. The US. Um uh, but yeah, not to mention seasons. the capital required for this show to be made. Two mm, seasons, yeah, I agree. Wonderful. I agree. Two seasons. Big big money seasons, maybe ten episodes apiece. Hour long. Yeah, I like the I'm more and more liking the idea of like hour long episodes and, and Short seasons. Two seasons, ten episodes, one hour long, good times. Yeah, that's exactly High production value, 
David Schwimmer, bunch of Elvis impersonators. Who's CGI'd. Elvis, by the way? Who plays Elvis? Um, well, I, may, I don't know whether it's because I've been watching um, Beverly Hills 90210. Have you ever seen Beverly Hills 90210? Uh, no. It's it's solid. I, I mean, it's it's really quite solid. Show like show from the early late eighties, early nineties. Anyway, main character is Jason Priestley, and that sounds a little bit like Elvis Presley. <laughs> um, and he's certainly a handsome gentleman. And I think he's starting to c- uh, come back a little bit. I think he was in a yeah, right. movie recently. What's that? So for any lookalikes, we just go with people whose names kind of rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sound alike. Yeah. Don't d- don't discount the power of a sound alike. Yeah, let's just get a bunch of parsley to play Elvis <laughs> Presley. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, damn. Jason Priestley, Eleven maybe. Eleven parsleys. <laughs> we just form a kind of huge clover <laughs> of him. A big bushel. A big bushel of parsley. Mmm. Elvis parsley. Mm. Delicious. That's the conspiracy theory. That he was actually yeah, was. all along a giant shrub of, pra- of parsley. Of parsley. Continental parsley. Mm. You know, some people consider coriander to be a kind of parsley. Do you get around that? That's insanity. It no, is, I don't. It's, it's completely insane to me. Um, I think it's an American thing. A lot of people kind of group it into the parsley family, which offends me. the leaf is kind of similar. Like, yeah. Like color. Like, I mean, so color. Yeah, green. But also like shape. Yeah. Maybe, but the taste and the texture and the application is like totally different. I I totally agree. Like if you Google parsley versus coriander or parsley versus cilantro, there are blog after blog. Parsley versus cilantro. What's the difference? How you? <laughs> what's what, the difference? Where do you where do you get off? What's the difference between night and day, good and evil? Like how? What's the what's similar? Let's ask that question. <laughs> Who's asking that question? This is the conspiracy uh, I really want to dig into for yeah, episode seven <laughs> on an hour long comparison of these two <laughs> totally fundamentally different herbs. Where we go to different bloggers and really just fucking tear them to shreds. For yeah, good. <laughs> like good. The, all of a sudden, the actors are gone. It's just you and me with a fucking <laughs> handy cam, fucking just attacking <laughs> bloggers for their stupid shit. Yeah, we've got like dozens of scientists brought in for the sole purpose of disproving any similarity between these two things. We don't use the scientists at all. It's mostly just yelling at the camera. Mm. <laughs> just... Yeah I, yeah, I hate that these two herbs are compared. I hate that. No, you just they're just they're just different people. They're just different. Uh, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm very tired. Look, uh, we've we've hit the ninety minute mark, and after I cut out this uh, parsley <laughs> coriander rant, hopefully this is the uh, only good bit in the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to end on a high note then. Good. That is unfortunately all we have time for today, but we want to thank you for listening and of course thank Nom Nom for their fabulous sponsorship in retrospect, I'm sure. If you like the podcast, please tell a friend, like, subscribe, share, do all the things. We appreciate all the support. Earnestly and regards from me to you. And we'll catch you next time. Indeed we will. Bye.